0: All right. The streets have never been more clean of trash.
1: This is a, this is for the third time. Welcome back to the Noobs All the Podcast. We are back from vacation, and they're chucking because I'm having technical issues on my part. Um,
2: we asked you for one thing, man. One thing. The too technical much. shit.
1: It's too much.
0: <laughs> That's well, the one thing is make the whole production work. Why couldn't you do that? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> We're just here to talk, man. I'm,
1: I'm going to go on a strike. I'm going to go on the writer's strike.
0: You think this, if you write this, listen, this is not <laughs> scripted. This is scripted. You
1: should. <laughs> yep. Um, but well, we're going to be talking, uh, next week about Samhain because it's coming up and this ties to Halloween, bunch of history behind it, along with how to practice it. From a Gothar's perspective, it's we're, going to be trying to tailor it as more of a presentation instead of a conversation but the, for this week you have to indulge us on our favorite stories and we're going to give each of our favorite stories each episode from a different uh each story for a different episode um but we're going to be starting off with White Wolf and his favorite story the Lay of Rig I know big surprise it's with Heimdall is favorite God. Uh, Sigvier, do you have anything to say when it comes to the lay of rig before we let the reins yeah. off on White Wolf? Yes, I do. And if that sounded re- pre-recorded and scripted, it's probably because I've done it three times.
3: And I'm going to do this again. I'm surprised White Wolf's story isn't Lokasana and Loki's flighting, because it's all about Loki. And we all know his relationship with Loki is
2: a beautiful, blossoming thing.
1: And it's recorded for all the public to hear.
0: I wouldn't do the flight of Loki because, frankly, I have to hear Loki's opinion too many times, and I don't like that. I better like my opinion. I can't stand his. See, you're so so close. It's the same thing. It's like saying islands are so close, the only thing that separates them is an ocean. Like, come on. I mean, that was a fairly good analogy. Yeah. Anyway.
1: (laughs) I
2: mean, are, are the continents islands There's really big islands.
4: Yes. Yeah. Would the uh
2: it would be more Canada, but that's not a continent when it gets to the islands it goes to the northern.
4: Well,
1: Australia is a uh an island and a continent. Same thing with uh, uh I was going to say Alaska but wrong a antarctica and then maybe africa there's got to be some water going between there somewhere
3: i wonder if it's like a size comparison yeah. like there's a certain size where it stops being an island and starts becoming a continent
0: i think that would be, be, Australia. Like a tugboat be like a destroyer
1: well, we're uh, three minutes in. Yeah. and We already went off on our first tangent of uh, continents and islands.
4: <laughs> okay,
2: now, um, I'm gonna let Why Wolf go on his uh shit here while I figure out what the difference
0: is between a continent and an island.
1: There we go. Kick us off,
0: Why Wolf. You know, for being for being awful worldly, we are pretty ignorant hated, morons. Um, so. Well, uh, my, one of my favorite stories is the lay of um, Rig. Now I did pull my edit out because while it is one of my favorite stories, I don't want to misre- misrepresent it, and I know I'm going to in some capacity because it's a, my favorite story, not my favorite "quote unquote" Bible verse. So I don't memorize it. Um, I almost just want to read it, but that's a lot. Um, so
1: I mean, we have to fill an hour and a half in somewhere.
0: I don't know if I'm in the right state of mind that I could read this all the way through.
3: (laughs) I was right. I was right. It is a size comparison. Greenland is the largest island in the world. Australia is the smallest continent. That is where that split happens. Anything Greenland or smaller is considered an island. Anything Australia or bigger is considered a continent.
1: So that means Antarctica is bigger than Australia?
2: that considers it a
4: continent,
3: yes mm. I mean in reality Antarctica and the Arctic Circle are uh, just
2: ice walls that surround the dart so
4: Right, so Okay That's cool uh, Not
0: even gonna Not even gonna pursue that thought process The lay I, I don't even want to start with this This is just a great story um, Let's see if I can find at least a little synopsis of how well it goes um, oh, I'm just going to start Reading on your book uh, It was told by men in olden tales That one of the gods whose name Was Heimdall Fared forth along the seashore Until he came up to a farm Right so Heimdall's walking down the beach Because his life's really hard And he found a farm uh there he called himself rig the following poem treats of this tale it's gonna I'm just going do this it's gonna happen i can't wait for crap so this is gonna be a nightmare
1: <laughs> i mean it's it's kind of it'll be an amazing uh topic like a why or a like a title why will freeze the lay of rig
0: White Wolf attempts to read a book is what it's gonna say.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll do you more
0: justice behind
3: that that. already. And Rain Raven and Sigmundir will fire roast him on the sidelines.
0: Yes. (laughs) Check chats for details. Um, (laughs) Okay, so let's set this up. In olden times, say they. Oh, I'm sorry. So when I'm reading this, this is gonna be in the Poetic Edda from Liam Hollander. Um, the Jackson Cropper would probably be a better one for this specific podcast in its sense of phrasing, um, but I enjoy this one a lot, so it's going to be sort of old Englishy, but not entirely, so I apologize, but I didn't write it, so I don't really, I shouldn't apologize. Um, in olden times, say they, on earth's path green, there went in his way a wise god ancient, rugged and mighty, rig was he height. I mean, it was, was Rig. That's what that meant. I'll just try and translate. Um, walked unwearied in middle ways to a dwelling he came was a door bolted. All right, so beautiful. In Gan he go, on the ground was a fire. At a hearth hoary I mean, it is what it says, but it's just a big hearth. Uh, state husband and wife. State husband and wife. A and Edda. Oh, in old headgear, so he walked into the place. Husband and wife, him. Named I. I we'll say I. It's a with an accent and an I, so we'll say I. And Edda. Well, new rig wisely to counsel
2: on middle C. Hold on, no. I raise my hand. So, in this one, I and Edda are actually the modern Icelandic terms for grandfather and grandma. These are elderly people. Just want to throw that in there, just for a little bit of clarification, and kind of a cool little Perfect. second. That's how we're going to run this shit, because we're just going to pick this apart as we go.
0: And a quick moment to that is, the poetic edda would imply that it's poetry from your grandparents. Just saying. It's almost like it's tales from your ancestors. or <laughs> something. Magical. Well, we wisely to counsel on middle seat, he sat him down betwixt the twain of the top bench of of the top benched him. All right, let me help with that one. So, wise to council when somebody's visiting, he, they're very welcome. They want to be talked to, so they sat them in him the, in the middle seat between the husband and wife to engage in a conversation, and that's how you kind of treated them. Guests coming in, even the strangers. You, you food water you know a, a nice seat whatever else so that's what this happened there uh, then took etta a thick loaf heavy oh my god this is actually kind of hard then took etta a thick loaf heavy of bread hard baked and full of bran so there's a fucking it's like a it's a piece of it's bread All right, calm down a bowl then bore on the board etta filled with the broth of a boiled calf meat so he's basically getting soup and bread which is kind of a fantastic like stew and bread it's like a fantastic combination yeah
2: um yes so to put this in perspective when they talk about bread that's hard baked full of bran um wheat the bran flakes that you eat like cereal that is the
3: middle piece of a grain of wheat. When they process wheat, it gets taken out. It's essentially, the seed itself. So, this is cheaper than cheap food. This is what they had, what they could get a hold of. That's what this is premising.
1: I mean, a little foretelling, but it would make sense for the, this more specific family because of what the child's going to be. A part of a little foretelling
4: yeah
0: and the the food in this story a lot of things tie into what that becomes so that's that's very accurate it would be that same thing um so he him the stew and the bread uh then uh well new rig wise to counsel he rose up thence ready for sleep on the middle bedstead. middle His birth he made. betwixt the twain off of the thop laid him. So this is that same phrasing as before. So while this is not a common practice now, well, probably somewhere, um, guests sleep with, like, the wife or the husband. Like, they sleep all together in the same bed. This guy, you don't even know him. You don't know strangers, all these things. And a lot of times they share beds. The hospitality survivability you call it whatever you want to uh, in any context that's just how what happened so he is now laying between them uh and there stayed he three days together then walked unwearied in middle waves moon's full nine went meanwhile by all right so this went back so he was there for three days together uh, or three days uh, you know whatever they did they did and then it says to the point where he left, uh, unwearied, in the middle ways, moon's full nine went or meanwhile by. That's talking about new moons, not nights. So kind of a new moon of the month. So this is saying nine months went by, not nine days went by. So that's kind of some miscommunication or a misunderstanding. Go ahead.
3: So there's actually a cool part of this that I want to bring up. Um. In today's world, doctors often prescribe that women are
2: pregnant for 40 weeks. That's the standard thing that they say. Now, they do that because they say, oh yeah, you'll be pregnant for nine months, and then they tack on two more weeks. Typically, it's kind of cool, when you actually dig into the
3: statistics, women will normally give birth almost exactly nine months after conception nine moons, sorry, nine moons after conception. That two weeks that they give is because of that gray area as to that little bit of time. But because of the moon's effect on water and how it pushes and pulls and does all its stuff that we know about thanks to the tides and science and blah, blah, blah. It's almost exactly at the same
2: time that the moon is in the same position nine moons later. of ah, cool. Cool little tidbit.
0: Figured that out a while ago. Uh-huh. I was curious. Awesome. Uh, women are witches and they brew babies, and I don't understand it. Um, anyway, so he went by for nine months. Um, gave Edda birth to a boy child then. In clouds, she swathed the swarthy skinned one. Thrall, they called him, and cast on him water, which is basically the old germanic baptism ceremonies this is kind of one of those rough translations of like would that have happened pre or however you want to view that but that's what it says so that's why i read it um cast on him water dark was his hair and dull was his eyes on this hand the skin was scraggy and and wrinkled nasty his nails his knuckles gnarled his fingers thick, his face ugly, his back hulky, his heels were long. It's a weird combination of like the meanest thing you could say to somebody. They say he looks like Quasimodo from Notre Dame, in the distance. Um, and his name is Thrall, right? Uh, he began to grow and gain in strength. The times took him to try this might, to bind vast ropes, burdens to pack, to bear faggots home, and whole, all day, long, and whole day long. Not that kind of faggot. Uh, know what that, means. What?
2: <laughs> that is not what that means, God damn it! This is a bundle of sticks. This is the traditional word of what a bundle of sticks was. I don't want to get canceled right now, so we're we're gonna preface all of this by saying
0: that. Yeah, this one gets dicey. Um, <laughs> basically, this is describing a thrall, A boy named Thrall, who looked like this hunchback little Quasimodo guy, but was this pure ox. Like he just became hugely strong, super bull-
2: You know, do things like bear
0: faggots home all day and all sorts of stuff. Um so that was that. Um came to his cot a crooked legged wench. So this is still disgusting thrall, sorry. Right? Came to his cot a crooked legged wench where her soles dirty and sunburnt her arms, her nose bent downward, her name was fear. Fear is drudge, like to drudge something up, like to I'm gonna get nasty and build it that's thrudged. so cute name. That's fun. Um, ooh, the names these people. Uh, on middle seat, she sat her down. By her side I'm sorry, by her side did sit the son of the house, whispered and laughed, and lay together, thrall and theater, whole days through. In their hut, happy, they gave a brood. Oh, they, had they had a brood they had a brood i mean they were height haygiver howler bastard i'm sorry i ween their height this is these were their names haygiver howler bastard sluggard bent back and punch stumpy <laughs> i knew a kid we called stumpy growing up that's really mean now um stinker stable, stable boy swarthy Longshanks and Lout. Lots of super fun names. The Brady bunch of failures. Um, They laid fences, put dung in the swine, herded the goats, and rubbed up peat. So they were winners. They did all all the digging, legwork, everything with that. It was a terrible, terrible all the that. Couldn't be that. Their daughters were, and this, this is good. Drudge and Daggle Tail, Slattern, Serving Maid, and Cinder Stout Leg, Sporty, Dumpy and Dumpy, Spindle Shanks Eck, and Sputterer. He, if you would really memorize this, you could throw some shade someone's way. So, like, this is I want to
2: I wa- I say this just real quick. In the rap culture of the United States, there was one in there.
3: What was it, Wolf? That, that rappers will call women? And they
2: did throughout, like, the entire 90s to early 2000s. Are you asking me to say
0: what rappers call pe- women right now? Yeah. There's one in there. I choose not to incriminate myself.
2: <laughs> I will do it. Shorty. They straight up, in this, they're like, this is an insult. 100% of the time. And now, when you... Yeah. Yep. Then there was another one, too. Like, you know when you call kids stinker? Like, oh, you're a stinker? Yep. You're calling them a son of a thrall. So really, you're just insulting yourself. Fix your shit.
0: Correct, and that's what this is: is the uh, thence are sprung the breed of thralls. So from thralls, from the muck, the mire, the literal pit in fur, came these names of things which were people at the time. That sounds terrible. So
2: that was the first family. That was the first farmhouse.
0: That was fun. That's where thrall. Uh, at this staff, Rig strode. So actor to right now. He's nowhere near this. And straight forth fared to a dwelling he came was a door ajar, slightly open. I'm putting it out there, door ajar. In can he go? On the ground was a fire. State husband and wife there worth. State husband and wife there with their work busy. Coming to a different place has a different door. They're busy at work. They're not just sitting on the dirt. A weaver's beam out of the wood he shaped. His beard was brushed and banged. His hair in kirtle tight fittings were planks on the floor. Look, two different sentences kind of were curtain tight fitting space were planks on the floor. Seems like a weirdly really weird stab at the end. So it's a nicer place. There's wood on the floor, it's not just dirt. He's creating things, he's fairly well kept. Probably better. Than um so it's good it was nice
2: the good wife sat or uh, sate and why the- wolf Hold up. so his beard was brushed and banged his hair that is essentially be- meaning braided that's where the
3: Dutch braid idea comes from is his hair was braided may not have been brushed daily may not have been cared for the same way that a very rich person would and it definitely wasn't in matted locks like the previous family was more than likely this was well cared for but in a utilitarian sense this was intentionally made and done for
2: working in a better environment or a different environment so yeah I just want to throw that out there.
1: as like a not to throw shade on the previous
2: family but uh people that contributed towards society
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, a little more active in the community, a little more face-driven, makes sense. The um, goodwife sate and swayed her distaff, braided the yarn to use for weaving, with a snoot on her head, uh, sorry, with a snoot on her head and a smock on her breast, on her neck, a kerchief and clasps on her shoulders. Afi and Amma owned that house. So it's smooth, it's a hood, obviously everything else can kind of be translated, snaps, very nice, or not very nice, but nicer looking clothing. She was well kept, she had a job of sorts, she was making strings to weave yarn with, like it's, that's cool, that's a good thing, especially back then. Um, so this is describing kind of that next family he ran into, if that makes sense. Steven, do you have someone? No. Oh, sorry, okay, cool. Um... Well, new rig wisely to counsel. On the midst seat he sat him down, betwixt the twain of the top benched him. Right. So, sounds like this is unusual. Uh, ben, this is kind of a weird one because it's all in parentheses and there's a lot that's missing from this book. Um, it says, Then took Alma, and then there's about 20 different dots. And then it says, a full trencher on the table she put with boiled calf meat, the best she had. So this whole thing's kind of translated differently, and this is kind of where they came up with in the time what that happened. Um, so anyway, uh, well, the rig, wisely to counsel, he rose up the fence, ready for sleep. On the middle bedstead his birth he made, betwixt the twain and the top laid him. Again, business usual for Rig. Just getting it. Uh, and there stayed he three days together and walked unwearied in middle ways. Moon's full nine went meanwhile by. So, found their family, stayed with them for a long time, slept with a wife, however that works, and nine months later, here we go. Gave Alma birth to a boy child then. Carl Uh, they called him, clothed him in linen, ruddy his hue and rapid his eyes. Then gan he grow and gain in strength, tamed the oxen and tempered plowshares, timbered houses and barns for the hay, fashioned carts and followed the plow. So this is a much more like a blue-collar farm boy style, essentially. Like, really getting that shit done, but building. It's a little more masculine, it's a little stronger, a little more well-maintained. He's building as opposed to just, like, trudging. Um, he's, he's productive. Uh, a bride they brought him with a bunch of key dangling. In goatskin curl gave her to Carl. Stoncer was she-height and sate under veil. Um, so unlike the other one before, um, sans, er, the, the, put in a veil, a little bit more of an elegant, hasn't been defiled or whatever else. Um, this one is Sonsor, usually describes as a daughter-in-law, which has been described as uh, of Thor as the bride in Thrims Thrim's I forgot what I'm trying to say. I what story I'm trying to say. Um, so this was the same thing that was said And described as Thor. So it was a a, a daughter-in-law who was supposed to be the representation of the wife. Or the bride.
2: Anyway. Under
0: under veil. They reared them, and rings bestowed. Their linen they spread, and the larder stopped. So I almost feel bad that I keep stopping, but rings bestowed is a very different thing then than it is now. Um, Back then, uh, we'll say thrall, like the story we're talking about. Thrall, they didn't have ceremonies. They didn't have representations because they couldn't afford things like medals or do things like that. So it was a common just this is my wife, this is my husband, as opposed to representations. The higher up you get in society at the time, the more things you'll have. Even if it's a a brass or a copper ring, whatever else, that's still a little bit more higher society. So saying that a ring is bestowed is showing their kind of higher hierarchy in society itself. So a little snippet there if you see rings it's generally referring to a higher authority or a higher whatever. In their homesteads happy they had a brood height man and yeoman master goodman husbandman franklin crofter bound beard deep beard broad swain and smith um, so broad sounds like fat. It's not. It's, it's a early crowd farmer. It's like a yoked out dude. It's like, yeah, it's a good thing. When you're not like broad, like the side of a barn. Like, you're this big fat dude. Like, you It's like, a, broad.
1: like, it's like um, you know, how the actual depiction of Thor, he's not a bodybuilder. He's a, a strongest man strong. Like, he eats... Oh shit ton of calories, he's got the birka and everything, but um he can lift ten times what a bodybuilder can weigh because his muscles are not used for show, they're actually used for practicality. This
2: like Hafthor Bjornsson
3: or yeah. the mountain in fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's um, brawl.
1: Another you know, good depiction would be uh country
2: strong. Yeah,
0: corn-fed motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He looks like someone I'd want to watch football with. Um, So, yes, that sounds about right to me. Um, uh, My other names were known their daughters. Uh, Women, or woman, gentlewoman, wife, bride, lady, haughty, maiden, hussip and dame, Thence are come the kin of Carles. So again, this is the representation of this middle to upper middle class, or however you want to view that kind of hierarchy, uh, family, and these are the names that follow it. Many brides, many wives, many women, many gentlewomen, things like that. Even Dame being a very prestigious, you know, uh, I'll say title of sorts, in England and whatever else. Um, This is where they come from in that sense. Then we go back to Rig. <clears throat> At his staff, Rig strode steadfastly on. A hall saw the, I'm sorry. A hall he saw then with southward was southward the door. Um, so being south in that time is a good omen. Having your door to the south is it's just like more of an inviting, happy energy. Um Totally lost where as it was. Was south of the door, raised on high with a ring in the doorpost. He strode in straightway, was strong on the floor, stayed there a good folk, gazed at each other, father and mother with their fingers playing. Um aww, they were um, aww. Aww. So- it can also be like I mean, if there's a fire on the ground, they could be like uh, like shadow puppets or something. It's kind of my thoughts with that. So they're having
1: fun. Is the point?
0: When yeah. when you said
1: having your entry to your house on the south, I was thinking of my house, and my door is actually on the south, in the south and cardinal direction. And I was
2: Sigviter is yours. Mine's to the west. Why wolf? I just moved. I have to think about it. Come on, you, you, military could, just, man, you. you could just whip <laughs> out
1: your phone and use a compass, but you did do land nav, so I'm uh, expecting <laughs> more.
0: You said whip out your band and pause. Um, <laughs> Uh It's it's a it's like more west, like a northwest facing.
1: Really? So I'm the yeah. only one that's abiding by the stories. That's weird.
0: I didn't build the damn place yeah, I live. Hold on. That was not part of
3: my
2: criteria for buying a house.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd rather have a yeah. place anyways. I get to see the sunsets out my
2: front door and my front window. Screw you, man. I get to see the... Water? ice.
0: Okay. That was great. This is a great conversation. We're doing <laughs> great build a house. I'm not gonna promise this out. I'm not gonna lie. It'll probably be on the north side. I don't care. Um, and, but I'm just saying. In this story, it is a good thing, and it, it, it calls that out. Um, wow. Okay. On the bench he sate and bowstring twining bent the elmwood, and arrows shafted. Um, so this is a bow that's made of it. So again, on the bench he stayed, on bows twining, bent the elm wood and arrows shafted. So this person is making bows and uh, making bows and arrows. Uh, State the lady, looked at her arms, stroked the linen, straightened her sleeves. Was a brooch on her breast and a bonnet on her head, a long train of silk and sark all blue. Um, we've had a lot of conversation before in our schools and studies on the color blue at the time being a very royal color because it's one of the hardest ones to have made at the time. Um, so anything that's a fabric that has like a blue and that's why it's like a royal blue or that kind is just very, very high class.
1: And it's Purple. another uh, interesting thing is on the top of my head, cannot confirm or deny, but Jackson Crawford did write his. Uh, Doctorial on the color blue uh, in Old Norse and I want to say his findings were there isn't a color that there isn't a name for blue. It's like midnight or navy but
2: there's no blue.
1: That's just on the
3: top of my head.
0: They like all the descriptions of it but not the, the core color. I think yeah. so. There was
3: also something about the ocean too, where it was called the blood sea or something like that, because they couldn't find, they couldn't figure out what color it was. So they resorted to Amir's body part that created the sea or the part of his body. So it was the yeah. blood sea because
2: that's where the sea came from. Cause they couldn't say it was the deep blue or anything like that because they didn't have a name for the color blue.
0: Which is, happens to be Heimdall's marks. So, way to run this into Heimdall. <laughs> so proud of you.
2: Thank
4: um, you. Know. Yeah, Invitably, real right.
2: quick though, is the color blue,
3: the color purple was also in that same category at the time due to needing that blue tint. So, where you get royal blue and royal purple, the reason those colors were so rare was because of their rarity. They we
2: didn't have names for the color blue for a long time because what well, was the point when it was so hard to come by that it was rare enough that it was probably just called the royal color or royal hued.
4: Nice uh, with the
0: with the ocean part in uh, in Disney uh, the Little Mermaid her sisters and herself or her sisters. Represent all of was it? I want to say it's the nine seas, and I know I'm just saying the wrong thing. But they represented all the different, seas, all the seven seas, and the only and the the premise was that they was all the seven seas, and her mother, who was dead, represented the dead sea. So it's this whole like dynamic that that's the same concept. We deal with Heimdall and his mothers. It's kind of that, but that was some Disney plug. Yeah, it's, anyway.
1: you know, it's not the only time Disney's ever taken from uh, the Norse Paganism. You know, another example is Frozen, but maybe that's another topic for another time. Maybe I need to watch Frozen again.
2: No, nah, I think I've got that one memorized at this point, <laughs> not gonna lie. For me, that's uh, Bolt.
4: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, with my daughter, I think I have
2: Frozen pretty well down pat both one and
4: two I have I've seen Frozen like
0: once I've never seen Bolt I don't, I don't know I don't know <laughs> I don't have kids it's not surprising yeah, it like, like, if I do it's like on an airplane with a short enough but long enough awkward flight that I'm like I'm just gonna put something on I don't wanna get invested um so that's that's, why I, that's how I see movies in case anybody's curious um yeah I haven't done describing the woman yet. Was was her brow brighter, her breast lighter, her neck whiter than whitest snow? Oh my God! That's even her attention. Um, <laughs> she was pale, which. It sounds weird at the time because now you're like, oh, no, tan is exotic and this and this. But the paler you are, it almost would imply that you did zero work outside. You've always spent your time indoors. You've never had to go outside and fend for yourself. So being pale would almost be more like a luxury, like you're more spoiled. So, like, Rain Raven would be like a god to them. Um, so, you. pale was good. Yeah. He's a yodin.
2: Hold on. He's a yodin. um, don't throw that out there. This
1: makes me think of, you know, the the white supremacy and everything like that. How they put the color into it. And I wonder if this is another stance that they stand
0: oh, on. Maybe. It's this a might story. be one of those little those sticks that fuels their fire. I see. I see. Heimdall is, importantly, a very big part of that for them. And it's very misconstrued. But... <laughs> What else? Um, well, new rig wisely to counsel. On middle seat he sat him down. Betwixt the twain of the top he benched him. I'm getting way better at reading that verse now. Uh, <laughs> I'll say stanza because I meant to say stanza. I'm sorry. Of bleached flax, then, a broided cloth did mother take and a table covered. A light baked loaf she laid on the table, a wheaten meal, white and thin. So this is saying she set the table with a tablecloth with much higher quality bread. A full trencher on the table she put, silver, split, silver plated, and set forth then flitches of bacon and steaked fowl also. There was wine in a crock where the cups gold plated. They drank and chatted till the day was ended. So this would be like, this would be a great place. That sounds fantastic.
2: Yeah, like, chicken, bacon, potatoes, fresh bread, like, this is this is a full-on fucking meal. This is great.
4: Yeah,
0: like, that sounds awesome.
4: Uh,
0: yeah, never mind. I'm getting chicken made for me right now. Uh, <laughs> and spaghetti squash, but that's, I like that part more. Um... Okay. Well could rig wisely count. Well could rig wisely counsel He rose up thence ready for sleep On the middle of his stead His birth he made betwixt the twain Of the thought he laid them So we banged him um, And then stayed he Three days together Then walked unwearied In middle ways Full nine months Oh full nine months went meanwhile by So this is a different judgment of time so I wonder if this is a uh, a family that uses a calendar as opposed to moon cycles. Mm-hmm. To-
3: they have access to be able to track time that way instead of just going by the moons, which is a station of having probably something like a sundial or being able to track the days instead of the season. That is a very, very important part of this in the idea of Nowadays, we all take it for granted because we have our phones that tell us the date. But without our phones to tell us what day it was, we'd probably all forget. Shortly, within like a month, if all technology quit working and we didn't all just
2: like run to the grocery store to pick up a fucking calendar, we would lose all track of time so fast.
0: I have all this technology. I thought yesterday was Sunday for like 14 hours even though i was constantly reminded that it was not every like 10 minutes i thought it was a sunday i i I have no idea what time what day it is ever so the the only reason
1: i keep track is for uh children's school and that's when i know the days of the week
0: do they still do like short day and like popcorn day all that crap
1: i mean you have to ask sig on that mine's still in preschool
3: uh yeah they do the they do early out still at least in some states i know not all states do i think it's mostly on the east coast where they say get fucked and they don't do that
1: i mean but mine's yeah. tuesday through thursday for a couple of hours that's it
0: oh yeah no, mine's the, united states. States, the united states education system is the last one in the world to have a short day all right we're already on the short bus of society as far as intellect goes so door buses are
1: lit they have a stereo system and everything and they it's it's amazing don't why do you know that because uh he's thinking of a tour bus no uh so when i was in like (laughs) sixth grade to seventh grade and everything i had to go to uh, (laughs) a middle school the a different middle school because my parents hated me and wanted to go me to go to a charter school and for band, I had to take a short bus to go practice.
0: God, this story is a saga of its own. You were hated by your parents, went to a different school, rode a short bus, and were in band?
3: I love band. It's yeah, I'm sure life. they called it a charter school. I'm pretty sure that was a special kid school, buddy.
0: It was a, a tarded school. You just thought it said charter school.
1: <laughs> I mean, to is this day... Fucked? Uh, if the school ever burns down, I'm probably on a watch list. Because I've said it publicly so many times.
2: Sick.
4: Okay. Keep, keep talk for like
2: 10
0: more seconds. I you go grab another beer.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah,
4: well, yeah the it it. To
2: what? oh. He
0: has done. I gotta go get my own beer now because that was rude. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah, get
1: your DoorDash didn't
2: work. Honey, the dishwasher's broke. Just kidding. We love you, human, on the other end.
1: Yes, we do. And, and I
3: would never say that about women outside of a joking manner.
2: I promise. I love my wife to death, and I do the dishes, so whatever.
1: Yeah.
2: Ninety-five percent of the time, I'm the one that does the dishes and the cooking. So
1: she does the cooking. I I do the grilling.
4: I like. It's actually a lot of fun. I enjoy it.
2: I hate cooking. That's okay. I like eating. I hate laundry.
1: I don't. So I'm the one that uh washes and you know gets all the laundry clean and everything, but when it comes to Folding and putting away, I'm shit at it.
2: Yeah, I can't do any of it. I hate it entirely. Well, it is pain of
3: my existence.
1: My wife doesn't like how I fold the clothes. So in the end, it's uh, I, it. I just hang up the the shirts and she folds yeah, everything yeah.
2: else. I feel that. I get in trouble all the time for the way that I do things
3: in the house. Like, yeah, get, get wrecked. You're not allowed to do this anymore. Like, you're done.
1: Darn! Yeah, yeah. It's not a calculated risk.
0: <laughs> I, in the opposite, uh, I run a very successful retail store. Uh, my folds are legit. Uh, like it is crisp. It is good denim folded certain ways. Shirts just like. Well, I
1: would uh, and
0: OCD. Yeah, and I'm very OCD, so like I clean the living shit out of this place. Like so. I'm just—I'm never not working because, to your point, I'm like, I want clean, and she's like, yeah, you fucking do, and that was the end of that. (laughs)
2: No, my folder. Good. I mean, if your folders weren't good,
1: you'd probably get fired. You know, way back. Not anymore. He's in management. I mean, he doesn't keep track of his own schedule. I'm
0: the one that makes other people people train other people to my standards, so, like.
1: I mean, but if you had no employees, you wouldn't be in management, so. You have to thank them for their service, for your shitty paycheck.
0: Yes, yes. On average, my assistants actually make more money than me because i'm salary and they're hourly and i make them work overtime so they make more money than i do <laughs> so that's stupid Makes sense so last note before we go made. back
1: on the story don't go salary unless it's like
0: i'm gonna say go in these songs and say don't go salary <laughs> kids don't go salary
1: don't go salary unless yeah. it's like three times what you're previously making
0: They'll make you work three times harder. Don't even listen to
2: them. <laughs> One hour. I would argue, unless it's a six-figure income, don't touch salary.
0: You're telling me, someone's like, I'll give you $90,000 flat out all the time. You could be on COVID for four months or whatever. Still make the same thing and you'd be like, "Nah, fuck you.
1: No, he's actually getting it out of of the situation currently.
4: Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's
3: a six-figure income, do not trade your time for money. And that's Don't not
1: including it. like benefits and everything. Take home. Yeah, six-figure right. income.
0: Out. Don't let know. them tell you it's six figures. You figure out six figures. <laughs> When they say it's six figures, they've calculated everything that it costs them to put gas in their truck for your existence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're worth like fifty thousand to them at that point. Yeah.
1: yeah when yeah. I say like take home, it's after taxes because I hate how people's like, yeah, it's a seventy thousand dollar job, but in actuality, you're taking home sixty.
2: Yeah. No. Fuck that. I hate that. I help. I hate
1: how most things are calculated by gross. Anyway,
0: it's like, like it's almost like there's like three tiers of society that dictate who makes more money than the others, weird. like thralls and carls, and the next, next, next one. one about the other one, right? I think we're getting to the other one. Yeah.
2: What was it? thirty-four or thirty-three?
0: Uh-huh. 30. Uh, Thirty. Oh, technically thirty-three um so you want to know where society came from it's this horse shit it's literally someone fucking someone is where society came from (laughs) like according to us yeah yeah no no yeah totally totally uh well could rig wisely counsel (laughs) he grows up fence ready for sleep on the middle, bits the stead his birth he made betwixt the twain of the top. They laid him. I, remember, I already read that, and there stayed he three days. Oh, we already talked about that because that was nine months. And I called the calendar, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, I guess. Sorry, much. Yeah, yeah, I was right. Okay. the son bore mother in silk. They swathed him, sprinkled water on him, and called him Earl. When. Was his hair flaxen and very hued his cheek? His eyes awfully like an otter's blazed. Uh Adder. blazed Go ahead.
3: Adder is what you're looking for, not otter.
0: You going to say otter? Oh yeah, Adder. I was stuck on Earl because Earl I know is a good thing. I just think that showed my life or my name is Earl and it just like ruins it. It's like Joe Dirt. Like I love that show. <laughs> Like I'm like Like what?
2: (laughs) An adder, for those that don't know, is a very venomous snake. If it bites you, you will probably die unless you get anti venom shortly thereafter.
3: Fun fact So an adder's
2: blazed. So yeah.
1: Fun fact it takes uh fifteen uh venom snakes. They're you know
2: uh milking their venom um to make one anti venom.
4: Hmm. Cool. I did not know that.
2: It's roughly like fifteen ish on the top of my head. I'm sure it depends on the snake and the quantity that each snake produced, but yeah roughly that would make sense. Yeah okay. Cool.
1: Gotta love YouTube. Hmm.
2: YouTube University, baby.
1: Yeah. That's where I got my masters.
2: Oh, yeah. Earl. Earl. All right.
0: Damn. <laughs> Up grew Earl within the hall. Gan, gan bucklers wheeled and bowstring fastened. Gan the elmwood bend and arrow shaft. Gan hurl the spear and speed the lance. Gan hunt the hounds and horses ride. Gan brandish swords and swim in the sea. Well, a few things in there kind of, could be kind of confusing. Um, the first one is fairly straightforward, but Gan bucklers wield and bowstrings fasten. Uh, oftentimes, bucklers were shields that were fast on your arm, your forearm, bicep, whatever else. So this is saying he had a shield while he had a bow with him. So he wasn't just out with the bow with nothing else. He also had protection. That's kind of like a. You know, being able to have those trees are, you know, great at times. Anyone on
4: that one? We good? Okay. Out
2: of
0: woodlands came Rig walking. Came Rig walking. That was twice. That's how it's written. I'm not just stuttering. Uh, And taught him runes. Uh, His own name gave him an heir and son. Bade him make his own an oodle lands. Oodle lands is, which I'm just reading the footnotes, that is the lands entailed by. Whoa. Primogeniture. I was not ready for that word.
2: Essentially by right of lineage. Yeah.
0: So I was not ready for that word. That was, yeah. By his lands, he bestowed upon him essentially what's going on here. Um and her son bade him make his own the oodle lands, the oodle lands and olden manners. He dauntless rode through darkling woods over frosty fells to a faraway hall. Shields he shattered and shafts he hurled. Brandished his sword and swiftly rode. He wakened war and warriors slew. With a wound red weapon, he won him land. The wound, or a wound red weapon it says <laughs> hey, it's a wound oh man, that's wound yes. yes. like wind, I feel like it's like he's like winding it around, killing everybody I <laughs> mean, maybe, Matter fact, it, maybe. Yeah. maybe. maybe. Whatever. so this guy was the damn warrior and took people's lives for a living like a viking which is a job, not a race <clears throat> Uh, he made himself master. Uh, i sorry. He made himself master of manners. Eighteen. Wow, that's cool. Jan shared his wealth and showered it on all silver and gold and slender steeds, squandered arm rings and scattered golds. Uh, meaning, lavish generosity was one of the princely virtues. So, at the time, which would be cool now, uh, a princely virtue is wealthy sharing the wealth with literal everybody. Buying people horses, helping them out with wealth, giving them money, um, things like that. This is a very princely thing to do because it shows disposable income. It doesn't show I'm rich, come get away from me. It's like, I'm so rich, you can have some and I'm still good. So this is a disposable income status.
3: I also
2: want to point out right here, in contrast to the mall, right? Yeah, mall. This is the way that a king or a prince should behave versus the way that the king in the Grimness Mall did behave. And then he was dead. Di- and then he died.
0: Yes. Faye was a very important room. Um, his herald drove on Duwet Paths and came to the hall where Herseir, meaning lord or a chieftain of a district, dwelled. A daughter had he, dainty fingered, fair haired and wise was she. Height Erna, meaning the efficient. So this is the like cream of the crop. This is as good as it gets. This is the this is good. Obviously efficient. Um,
2: for OCD people out there. Erna is now their new
0: pet name for their favorite person because it means the Fisher. Uh, for her hand they asked and home drove her. Gave her to Earl, gowned in linen. They lived together and loved each other, and many children they lived cheerfully. So we're about to get into the names again. <sighs> Boy was the oldest, original. Bairn the second. Then issue and child Air, meaning heir, meaning H E I R, not A I R. Heir, youth and squire, offspring and lad. The sport did learn, son of Scion. Swimming and tables, uh, Tables being a board game. It's kind of like chess. Um, it's um, it's in my closet. Super good What's what do we play? It's uh,
2: oh, a Topple. Half a temple. Yeah.
0: So that's a little dig. Look up half a temple sometimes. Super fun. Um, Son of Sion, swimming and tables. Kund one was called, and Kohn the youngest. Immediately fast with that. Uh, the last two are etymology, Aiken, and signify noble descent, is what. Uh, Kund and Khan. So the Khan family, like Genghis Khan, things like that. Uh, that's the Khan family. Mm, I know. This story is big. Um Kound and Khan was the younger the youngest. Up within Hall grew Earl's children. Spear shafts they took or they shook, with shields they fended, swift steeds bestro- bestrode and straightened arrows. The Con only could curve or could carve runes. Uh, this is literally what it sounds like making runes. It's not it's some metaphor. Testing a life-keeping runes to bring forth babes, birth runes he knew, to dull sword edges and to calm the sea. So only this offspring of the family, would learn the runes from Heimdall inherited this ability. Which again, when you talk about Kangas Khan and their his etymology and everything with it, being able to carve runes would not be outside of that wheelhouse. Anyway. Foul speech he knew and quenched fires, could soothe sorrows and sick mind heal. In his arms, the strength of eight men had. So, ripped, and he and he's basically Hercules. Good.
3: So there's one part of this that I want to bring up, and it comes up repeatedly throughout stories and sagas, both within the poetic Edda, the Volsung Saga, the Saga of the Icelanders. It comes up repeatedly. This uh, the Fowls' speech, which F-O-W-L-S. Fowls' speech means he understood birds.
2: He could speak the bird's language, which, if those that are listening, y points to his tattoo on his arm of Sigurd the Volsung
3: and the slaying of Fafnir, where if you ate a dragon's heart, you could learn
2: the speech of birds. Super cool, but this becomes important because Odin also has this ability. This is a godlike
3: ability in most minds, where Odin can understand the speech of his ravens, Hugin and Newnan. That's where this kind of ties to, okay, he is a step above. Because birds fly everywhere, they see everything, they
2: can take information to and from and back and forth. So long as you can understand them. So this is important. I just want to throw that out there. That's a
3: huge, like, key phrase right there that oftentimes gets breezed
2: over. Like, okay, he understands what birds say. What the fuck does that mean? No no no. That's that's important.
0: That's it's like Harry Potter for Slytherin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See? I can be a you mean, nerd. You mean parcel tongue? Fucking dweeb? Listen, I can not, not anyway. Um I want tell you guys that later. It's hilarious. Um, anyway, He's now we practicing. have that ability to... What was that?
1: You've been practicing parcel
0: tongue. Okay, well, it's, you know, she must be slithering because I'm parcel to her tongue. Yeah, like, you know. Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: Wait, doesn't yeah. that mean she's a snake?
2: Yeah, I love Ooh. slithers into my bed. That's okay. Yeah, you need You're to tell her, so her that much...
1: she's a snake. Just See that how the that goes. Water. No.
2: <laughs> We're telling later.
1: Oh. Time when, when you guys come over,
2: yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it is Halloween. I will not come back from that shit. If she kills me, she is witchy. <laughs>
0: I love it. Um, okay, next verse. I was gonna say, adding on to the the conversation of knowing to speak to birds, he can also carve runes. So this guy is this like insanely potentially amazing, powerful per- person. Um, in runes, he rivaled Rig the Earl. Um, being in that is his father, the son of Rig. So Rig the Earl. So it was Earl. He's talking about, but he went by Rig the Earl because of his father. Um, with Wilds, he wore outwitting him, thus got for himself a gain to have the name of Rig and Runic Lore. So that's big. He wants to take the name of Rig, which is like taking a family name back then. You had to earn that kind of thing, and especially in this context. If there was, if they realized what. Or who Rick was, that would be like saying Odinson, sin or Odinson son, which you see all the damn time. But this one would be like a legitimate grandfather lineage to this name of a god.
2: So that's big. Um,
0: Road Khan the young through copse and woods, birds he snared, and bow, he used bow and arrow. Then quoth the crow croaking on branch. Why snares thou bird, scion of kings? Again, the crow talking to him because he knows bird. So he says, Why snares thou birds, scion of kings? Rather, shouldn't thou ride swift horse, brandish swords, and slay foemen? There. So you're on top of that. I missed the page. Oh, I had to miss missed the page there.
4: No.
0: Uh, have Dan the Damp Meaning, in all probability, the... Oh. What is that? Having Dan the Damp, a dwelling richer, a, and lands larger than are left to thee. Sorry, I the, at the Dan and Damp.
2: So it's yeah. the, the yeah. kings of Denmark is
3: essentially what it relates to. They were supposedly high kings of Denmark, and they were brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, okay. Essentially, saying this crow is telling him,
2: Hey, why are you catching birds when you should be waging war with these people to get more? What are you doing?
0: Right. Yep. As well, they have Dan and Damp, being the kings, a dwelling richer and lands larger than I left to thee? Are they skilled in steering on stormy seas, in trying swords and slaying heroes? really saying go get the world, it's basically yours for the taking. Don't waste your time snaring animals and killing nature. Kill your kinsmen and foes. And then it just ends. And that's the end of the race with
4: the leg ring. Yeah. So, I like that story.
2: Now, let's dig into the overall meaning of it. At the sake of sounding terrible. This is where Rig sets forth the classes of mankind. Now, we all know... This is going to sound terrible. But I'm going to say it anyway. We all know people that... More than likely, will never aspire to anything. They have no drive. They have no push. Their eyes are dull, as the story puts it. They would fall into that back breaking labor that inevitable end and poor less fortuitous lifestyle. We'll put it that way. And then we know people that have some drive. They've made a name for themselves.
3: They're good at what they do. They're the foreman at a construction site. They're Those people that have that push, that little bit of drive to push forward on their goals, they have ideas, they have these things that push them further. We know those people, too.
2: That third category, though, which Khan falls into as does Earl, those people are more and more rare in today's world. When you look around and you see
3: people that have gone out there and taken what they want, They're willing to put themselves on the
2: line, fight tooth and nail to accomplish their goal that they set out to do. Those are the people that we look to as leaders. They are leaders of men. They are powerful. They have the voice, the conviction, the ability to do these things. And they're not going to give up just because it gets hard. So this is where those classifications of mankind come. Now, oftentimes,
3: this story is misconstrued by white supremacists and those fucks. I'm gonna say it how it is. And taken in that light, it it really is. They take this as a, well, some people are slaves and they had
2: swarthy skin, so... No, get the fuck out of here, that's not what that means. What it means is some people have the drive to accomplish something. I've met some white supremacist people that arguably fit into that bottom category.
3: <laughs> they, they do fit into that bottom category. They have no drive. They have no purpose. They're just living life, and they're taking it out on anybody they can take it out on. But that's where this story gets hot and heavy real quick, is when you bring to light those kind of aspects.
2: Because thrall, the word thrall from that first family that Rick introduced himself is another word for slave or servant. Now, this was not about race in any way, shape, or form in this, in this story. In any way, shape, or form was this about race? No. Not at all. This was written in Scandinavia. While there were people of a darker skin tone in that area because of raids and stuff like that, so sure, this was a predominantly white people. Just that just the truth of it. So no, this is written about them. Not
3: based on skin color. This was just some people suck. Some people are better.
2: Some people are kings and queens. That's what this is going on. So I wanna preface all that, because why supremacists sister assholes, they suck.
1: Yes, they do. Yeah. But, you know, you brought up something like yes, they're you know, during the raids and everything, there's um people of different skin color and everything like that. Uh, And, you know, they, the white supremacists, they're like, well, only they can be thralls. On the contrary, um, you go back to when they sailed over to Vinland and, you know, a couple years into the quote, quote Viking age. um, There's DNA evidence stating that, you know they married and brought back indigenous people, you know people of this land, uh, yeah. Native Americans, and they even went back to Scandinavia area. And you know they also went down to, uh, the Gulf, um, the next to the Mediterranean, yeah, the Mediterranean Sea. Thank you, um, the Scandinavian. Tribe were vast and were not just white people. And I see this story as a mentality, just like in a way Sigvidir said, it's a mentality state. Do you see yourself as a thrall? Do you see yourself with no drive? You just, you know, you want to live out your life and not have to or not want to amount to anything. You just, you know, be like, hey, I'm here for a good time. Not for a long time. But then you have the next stage of individuals slightly above a thrall where they have, like, yeah, I might have not been born of king status or set off with light years of experience or um, lineage when it comes to that. But I want to do things. I want to amount of something i want to contribute towards society and then you have the kings um and these are the individuals that are born of rich people like or well off like in power and everything like that they're like elon musk's children Joe Biden's children, Trump's children, stuff like that. Not getting political or anything, but given a stature. um, It's, it's a mindset. They already have light years of experience above the middle class. They don't have to worry about, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. They don't have to worry about that, but they have other things. They have to worry about leading people. How do I lead a business to being profitable? You know, stuff like that. But something that the story doesn't say that I take to heart is the, an individual can go from class to class. Yep.
3: I was just about to bring that up. So <laughs> go for
1: it. Yeah. Um, you can go from a thrall. You can start as a thrall. I have zero drive. All right. I don't want to amount to anything. And that's something Happens in your life. You're like fuck. I want to actually do something with my life. I want to. You know. Amount to something. I want to set my future up. So it's better off for my family. And. For me that kind of happened when. I. You know. When I got in my first serious relationship. It was like. I. Want to. To. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I had no motive to do anything. But then as soon as we got in the relationship, I told myself I need to set my family up for success. I want them to be better off than I was. And that led me to do my service in the military and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm grateful for what I've had, what I have and what I've become, including, um, being with you guys, being a part of New Uppsala. It's my way, and this is how I see myself. I'm middle class right now. I made a name for myself. I'm not a king, and nor do I want to be a king. Obviously, I want to be a religious leader and hold no political and everything like that. But regardless, I made a name for myself. I'm working towards goals to make things better off and back when the story of talking about the middle class and everything like that, how I said they're uh, contributing towards society. That's how I see it. It's I'm not the, the bottom individual. I'm not the person that is yes, sir. I'll just, I'll do it. I, a mindless drone is how I would see it. I have thought I've process. I, have innovation, and that's how I see it. You can go from class to class to class, and going from middle to high class is 10 times harder than going from low to middle because that would be a mindset change of going from no drive to drive versus going from drive to learning how to be a leader. That would be a more difficult
2: change, but... Not saying it's not impossible. So the other part of this that I'll bring up along those lines, this is far more based on the individual. While this story gives these guidelines and these premises that, oh, these
3: people have these children that have no drive, for sure. Yeah, sometimes. And you
2: are, the, but you are a product of your environment that you put yourself in 95% of the time. However, I cannot count the number of stories that I know of that I've seen someone that was born on the streets, literally born on the fucking main street in a homeless situation, arise from that to be a very, very powerful figure in society. That is possible. It's not so much. Who birthed you or the situation you're born into? This needs to be taken in a more metaphysical or internal focus as to where do you fit. This is based on the individual's drive. It truly is. It comes down to drive
3: entirely. But just because you're in a bad spot, just because you were raised in a spot where I'm going to say it, I mean no harm by this. You were raised in a trailer park. Doesn't mean you can't finish in the White House. I know. I said it. That's not what I mean, though. I'm not, like, bagging on those people.
0: I love the double-white trailer. I learned to watch football in an asshole. Yeah, cool. I get
3: it. That's just the, the best way that I can explain it in today's world is just because you were born in a trailer park doesn't mean you can't live in a castle. Oh, yeah. It really doesn't. Most definitely. But that is entirely, entirely, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, that is
2: entirely up to the person. Not necessarily the environment they were raised in. And that's, to me, my biggest takeaway from this,
3: outside of understanding the classes of mankind, which when you look at the world this way, your life
2: gets a whole lot easier. Especially in a management or in a working environment. And you start to take this into Practice and go, okay. I know this person. I know they will give me the minimum effort, minimum result. And I trust them with this task. And you say, yeah, yeah, I don't care. It just needs to get done. Cool. Give it to them. Give them that task. But then you look at it in a different light. Okay. This is important. It needs to be well done. It needs to have these things.
3: This is what I need out of it. Who can I give this to? Who could I? Manage the, or lead into this role. Because I don't like the word manage. Managing people sucks. Don't manage people. They don't like it. Just because you
2: have the title of a manager does not mean that you should be a manager, be a leader. But you can take those projects, those
3: tasks to that person that you know will put in effort. They will try because they're
2: trying to grow too. And if you're leading them, you're right there next to them helping. And now you're both learning. Now you've grown. Now you're on your way to that potential next year, if that's your goal. If you're happy with where you're at, by all means, do that. But when you look at the world in this way, life gets a lot, a lot easier. It's crazy. Because you learn where your expectations should be to gauge them. now we've we've talked about going up is it possible going down
0: fuck yeah yeah oh yeah and it's so comfortable
1: <laughs> i was just going to yeah. say it's it's a lot easier going down than going up you know when you're going down a hill you know you're climbing you're you're at the top of a hill it's easier going down than it is climbing up all you have to do is let like gravity do the work when you're going down. But when you're going up you have to fight gravity.
2: I'm glad you said gravity.
1: <laughs> the gravity of every situation.
0: <laughs> yes. Now and you know what? Sometimes you fall, but sometimes it's a slide, man. Like it's smooth.
3: <laughs> now there's there's that aspect of it. Now, we've all heard the story that the common uh what's it called trope in modern literature, writing and movies to have the millionaire billionaire
2: son just be a total fuck up and have no drive to do shit. And we all laugh about it because it's often like comedy style movies, that do this Billy Madison. Sure. Yeah, we can go with that. But you watch this. Oh, you were raised in this environment. You should have every tool you ever need to do anything. You've got all this, blah, 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 blah. And you just watch them go. And they're living in the trailer park, for lack of a better way to put it. Because they had no
3: drive. And that's why it's more important on the personal drive than it is your environment.
0: This guy over here throwing more shade at a trailer park than a fucking hurricane. Damn.
2: Well, the hurricane wiped it out. I didn't need to.
1: I was gonna say in something about a tornado. Eyes. Sorry, sorry, Rainer. Yeah, it should be a tornado. Fuck off.
4: <laughs> I'm sure
3: there's trailer parks in Florida.
1: Okay, why are no, all, do why they, do hurricanes only happen in Florida?
2: Well, if they're on the west coast, they're type they're tsunamis.
1: No, it's a a typhoon. <laughs> a tsunami no. is a big old wave. A hurricane is a weather storm. Um, a typhoon is a weather storm. A typhoon is the uh the same thing of a hurricane. It's just uh like eastern like Japan islander, and they say typhoon instead of hurricane.
0: And to be fair, to be uh, be fair, what the hell? There were trailer parks in Florida, um. They were went to see. We call them Atlantis now.
2: Oh. Wow. <laughs> okay. As I said. I didn't have to. I'm not Anyway. Gonna, I'm not throwing shade at the <laughs> training parks, okay? Do what you can with what you have. Live your life to the best of your ability. And if you're happy there, I'm happy for you. Good for you. If you're not, fix your shit.
1: Yeah, and you know, don't give shade or you know, don't get mad at individuals that have the drive to be more than what they are or where they started from. You know, you can start out from a king and end up as a thrall. You can start as a thrall and end up as king. But if you end up as a king and want to be middle class, you could do that. Or if you end up thrall and you end up middle class, that's fine. If you born middle-class and want to stay middle-class, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, we said it before. People throw shade and, um, you know, tie it to race and everything like that. As we've already said, nothing about race. The story is, when it comes down to being an amazing story about the classes of man that were already created from it's how can you define in a, divi- uh, a mindset that they have? You know, you have X amount of people, um, but how can you be productive about it? And I see RIG as the, the company owner and is like just sectioning off individuals to make it more efficient and more structured and that's how i see it before right. rig came into play yes there was you know kings and everything like that um or leaders but they were just self-proclaimed leaders now it's structured that's how i,
2: I see
0: see reflection in like the rings and not rings a marriage was just verbal, and then eventually there became rings and representation. It's the same as a self-proclaimed leader and the adornmentship of wealth to be that leader. Um, another thing we yeah, you say was, you know, going from a king or whatever else and becoming a uh, a, th- a fool. Uh, a really good example of that is right. something that is not wrong. Oh, sorry. Um, a really good example of that, which is not what we're necessarily representing here, is um, Siddhartha Gautama. Um, Siddhartha Gautama was an I'm uh, going uh, to fuck this up, an Indian prince um, who wanted for nothing, was never literally allowed to leave the the kingdom or his his palace, none of the kingdom, his palace, um, because he wasn't he was a child. His parents wanted to die. He was literally a prince. This is a real person exists or existed. Sorry. Um Katama, basically when he was old enough, he started doing this monkhood type of mentality. Now, I say mentality because at the time, monks didn't exist. And during that time, this was unheard of anyway, but he gave up his wealth, and essentially he ran away from home, but he really just walked out the front doors and chose to become a beggar, chose to do these things, um, it's very easy to relate to like how we think of Gandhi, but Siddhartha Gautama um, was an Indian prince that eventually became um, what our people what people refer to as Buddha. Uh, he was the first to be Buddha. Um, Siddhartha Gautama and Buddhism and Buddha in itself is not a one and only. Uh, Buddhism is a state of mind. It is a not a state of mind, but it's a state of reality. It's an enlightenment form. It's that level of enlightenment that you can become a Buddha. Anybody can become a Buddha in its sense. Uh, but Siddhartha Gautama was a prince that gave everything up to, cho- to serve the public, to choose to do these things, to, to basically take everything from him, to learn who he is as a person, and in doing so, reach an enlightenment that is now revered to and commonly practiced as Buddhism. So that's like a big way of saying you can go from king to cobbler if you want to do that but also in that sense you'll never be happier than you have before you could reach a sense of enlightenment that no wealth could buy you that you could have in your previous life so that's one of the examples of the opposite direction being a positive
4: yeah 100
2: if you guys ever that uh, the i strongly encourage anyone to research
3: Siddhartha Katama's life and Buddhism as a whole because it is great in finding inner peace and in finding tranquility inside yourself and your station and finding who you are and finding your own version of enlightenment. It's a great practice to
2: uphold. I'm not saying, uh, fuck it, if you're Buddhist, go Buddhist. I, I don't care.
4: But it's a good tool. And it's a great
0: yeah. way of life. It's called the Eightfold Path, and it is really great. Before, I mean, before I found my way to the gods, um Buddhism was something that I very much practiced, uh, <laughs> like religiously. Yes, I did. I practiced it a lot. Um Spent a lot of time with Buddhist monks over in Thailand. Um, there's a few in the United States where I am originally from. Um, there's only two in the entire state, but one is. it is is an actual buddhist practicing temple so very cool um even even though i thought it was what i would be you know everyone has that feeling of um, want and maybe this is my path as much as i felt that it it wasn't my pull Uh, it related to me on a lot of levels but not enough to a core level It, it basically was where i I should be but not who I was at the time and finding my way back to where I am now is what took me out of a monastery and into a meat hall so um, it's been pretty good from there though um, but yeah I don't know what else you got Rain Raven? I was not just
1: going to say uh, any closing thoughts on the Laverg other than what we've previously said you know, I have nothing more to add I think if i were to just keep on rambling it would just be beating a dead horse so
2: if you're i mean that's how you get me tender you're eating horses is that the secret to getting as big as you are I'm just trying to figure it out well you know you gotta have good genes
1: and you can't be i, a can
4: those... I wear mm-hmm. wranglers yeah,
3: I was going to say, I can buy those from where Wild Wolf works, so. I mean, you, uh-huh. guys, you
1: guys know how I dress, so apparently that's not it.
3: It makes um, me so upset. It really does. It irritates the fuck out of me, I'm not
0: going to lie.
1: What, uh, that, when uh, I go to work, is just what I wear?
0: Oh, uh, I picked you up from working. I can't with that shit.
1: <laughs> well, uh, so, all right. Um, before we, you know, that'll be something after. But that's a, that's our White Wolf's favorite story. And in the next segment, it will be Sigvidir or my favorite story. And we'll read it, we'll analyze, and give some details behind it. And more of a deeper meaning from a Gothar's perspective.
2: Yeah. Yay! Fun. Yay. Have a great week, everybody.
1: Thank you, Yay. and you guys have an amazing time. Thanks for waiting for us from our extended vacation unattended. And sorry. <laughs> can't hear can't wait to hear back from you guys. Thank you and have a
2: good one. Bye.